Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 548 of the Juicebox Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is the next episode in the Diabetes Variable series. So it's going to be me and Jenny Smith. Jenny, of course, is a 30-plus-year type 1, a CDE, a nutritionist. She's, uh, she does a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, she's here today to talk about uh, a new topic, something that might come up in your life that very well may impact blood sugars. Today, the variable that we'll be talking about is school. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. On the front page of juiceboxpodcast.com, a lot of the series that are within the podcast have their own space, like on the website, so you can see them, because I know there's a lot of episodes. And today I've added the variable series, so that's there now as well. So if you're looking for a certain episode and you're not sure what episode number it is, head there and do a little scrolling. You'll find it. After this brief advertisement, we'll get started. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Can we do school as a variable? Sure. Because not only is it that time of year right now, but a lot of children are going back to school for the first time after COVID right now. And the internet is full of new parents who are astonished that their children's blood sugars don't look the same when they go to school as they do when they're at home. Yes. <laughs> so I can, I can start by saying that for Arden, even though she's a fairly chill person, the first couple of days going back to school in person every year, forget COVID or not, Arden's insulin needs go up. Like <laughs> there's some sort of either underlying adrenaline, anxiety, Maybe, I don't know, maybe she's, I don't know. I don't know what it is, dehydrated, like maybe she's rushing. I, I couldn't even begin to tell you. I can just tell you that for the first few days, I find myself fighting to use more insulin. And then suddenly it's just okay. And and I don't know. What and does it is. even out to her typical normal non-school needs then? Or do other things change no, if you're coming back from the summer vacation, then, well, it can go to, it can go two different ways. Like, so if she's sedentary during summer vacation, she might need a little more insulin to begin with. But if she's going back to this, like now she's walking more, mm -hmm. right? Like there's so much that changes. First of all, you're up earlier. So you run into more feet on the floor, like you know, the life thing which you may have been controlling with basil while they were sleeping in during the summer, right? Like there's, there's that, but I always just at, at its face to me, it seemed like anxiety, adrenaline, stress, excitement, and then it kind of goes away. But in fairness, Arden's basils are typically a little stronger during the school year than they are. Uh, otherwise. Otherwise. Yeah. So, huh. But I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming that everybody's could be different. Like, you know, you might be maybe somebody's suddenly going to be more active because school's 
there or suddenly getting exercise on days where they didn't before. Or I guess if you're super uh, active at home, maybe you end up getting less exercise because you're going to school. Right. That's true. And or more, you know, especially I see this as a difference. Kids have gone through high school understanding kind of what their insulin needs do with school days and that kind of thing. And then they go off to college in which they may have a huge campus that they're now walking across from class to class or Mm -hmm. back and forth, um, which brings in a very different structure then to their insulin needs comparative to the last four years in a very, very structured day today schedule, not walking all over the place, et cetera. Hmm. Um, I find that when kids go back to school more often than not, I see issues with, it's funny, like the foot on the floor, I call it the foot in the school. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like as soon as they are either like on their way to school for some kids, or as soon as they foot set foot on the school property and they're heading in up goes the blood sugar. Yeah. No, 100%. It's less common for the drop. It's more common for a rise. I, when the world was normal, I would drive Arden to school every day. And as we would pull out of the house, I'd make a, I'd have her make a small bolus. Yeah. And it was for nothing other than I could see her blood sugar wanted to go up 20 or 30 points as we were approaching the school and she was getting in there. Um, right. But it's, it, it's, um, it's just kind of fascinating to think about all the different implications that could happen, just changing you know, your physical spot. This is my life here at home. This is my life at school. And it changes. But I'm talking about like, for the moment, I'm talking about that first couple of days, like, you can call it whatever you want. You know, I would assume, listen, Jenny, I don't know about you. The day before school started every year, I cried. Like, I would, like, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go there. You don't want to go back to school. Oh, my God, no. I hated school. Like, with a burning passion, I hated going to school. And a lot of your kids might feel that way and not be telling you. You you know what I mean? Like, I just, I I could not have. That's totally not my kids. My boys already have their backpacks all ready for the first day, and they're very, very excited. The whole thing made me nauseous. Kids are buying stuff. They're excited. I got new pencil. Not me. I looked at it. I was like, oh, this. Now I got to go over there. Listen to these people. Well, oh, I hate this. Like, I just, I there was nothing about school that I found attractive, except for the social stuff. Sure. Like, I just, I mean, I'll talk to anybody. So, like, I'm I'm good with that. Like, so there were some more people. Girls were cuter. You know, like, like you know what I mean? Like, the, nowadays, like, I'm not even think you're allowed to look at each other anymore. But in the 80s. We were pretty right. touchy feely, like going both ways. Like everyone was exploring, you know what I mean? And so um, <laughs> there were a lot of friendly boys and a lot of friendly girls, and nobody said anything about it. And it was that part of it was fun, but the rest of it was um, I hate more it. anxiety inducing, just the class component and all that kind of stuff. I wish I could put myself back in my own head to tell you if I was anxious or not. I just didn't like it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that if I was, I don't think, I, I don't know if I was anxious. I guess there were times like I felt like, uh, I don't do well at this. And maybe, sure. maybe we would call that anxiety today, but I just, <laughs> I didn't well, get that brings in another one in terms of school is the impact of one class versus another mm-hmm. and how the child sort of feels about that class or that type or that type of learning, right? You know, the people who really love their math or really love their science or really don't, Mm -hmm. they'd rather be in English class or writing or doing more, you know, self kind of guided 
stuff then. So those are pieces I was, when I talking, when I'm talking to parents, I talk a lot about knowing what your child's schedule is going to look like, Mm -hmm. right? Where is there going to be PE? Where is there going to be recess? Where are the classes that, you know, as a parent know that they kind of struggle in again, math, English, writing, whatever it is, because those may be the times that you have to do something to offset what you see is happening. Yeah, I'm excited you brought that up because during COVID, I learned. Givoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is the first pre-mixed auto-injector of glucagon for very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes, ages 2 and above. Not only is Givoke Hypopen simple to administer, but it's simple to learn more about. All you have to do is go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. I learned that during biology, Arden's blood sugar went up. She hated that teacher. She really disliked the teacher, like on a visceral level, did not like being with her. And because of that, I would, I would see that like the climb and it was, and it was that real steady, slow, like 85, 95, 103, 110, 120. And it was just going, 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 going. I'm like, what is happening right now? It took me a while to figure out that she just did not enjoy that hour and a half. Like, you know, yeah. she, and she was, I irritated the minute she thought about it. And then I think aggravated the entire time she was there. So sure. she might've had like a low level of like anger or I don't know, like, but some emotion that's, mm-hmm. that's pushing her up. Um, you know, to me, that's what this variable is about. Like it's, it's more about the impacts of school. Like, I don't want to talk about you know, how things change when you have to go to the nurse's office and your pre-bol- your pre-bolusing is different. Like, I don't think no. that fits here. That's not a variable. That's, that's just, you know, circumstance. I will drop in here for anybody listening that episode number four of this podcast is called Texting Diabetes. And it is me telling you how I got Arden out of the nurse's office. So Arden is a senior this year and has not been to the nurse for something diabetes related since her last day of second grade. And I accomplished all that with just texting. So mm-hmm. I just managed her remotely, even when she was little. And, um, you know, there and are- you have had a benefit of being a dad who has the time to follow as oh. close as you do. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like in the middle of a business meeting, I'm like, hold on everyone. My daughter's one twenty diagonal up. We have to manage this right now. Like, <laughs> like it, I, 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 I had the, I I tell people all the time, like, if you enjoy the podcast, um, part of the, you know, part of the thanks goes to Kelly, because I've been a stay at home dad, and I've been able to focus on this stuff um, for so long. But yeah, I mean, but there are a number of people who have that opportunity. And if you do, it's, I'll tell you, you don't have to go to the nurse's office, suddenly you can bolus on better schedules, you can fix lows. Uh, more quickly with less, less of an impact and causing, you know, and and maybe avoid causing a high later. There's a a lot about 
managing at school that is difficult because of the time gaps. The, I have to realize this is happening. Then I have to ask somebody if I can leave. Then I got to walk down to the nurse's office. Then I have to wait in line till the nurse can get to me. And by the time all that happens, you're, you're, you know, wherever your alarm is, you're 30 points higher or maybe 20 points lower, you know? Um, and the thing you learned early on though, given that it was, you know, second, third grade that she no longer had to go to the nurse was you learned early on to navigate that like school health treatment plan, mm-hmm. right. To be able to say, this is what we will be doing. This yeah. is how we will be navigating her blood sugar management at school. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't, they don't have that type of a very specific plan. Um, or sometimes the school systems just, they don't support it. They're really resistant and they're tough to get past. Some of them can be yes. really difficult to get past. I'm a little more forceful. Um, and Arden's 504 plan is like rock solid. Uh, we have good doctors who will write things in. Like I've had a sentence in Arden's 504 plan forever that just says, um, parents make the last decision. Like, I don't care what this this document says. If the parent says do something differently, that's what you're doing. That was very helpful. Um, having Arden's cell phone designated as a medical device was very helpful. There's mm-hmm. There's a number of different things that you can... Those are all really helpful little, uh, just that sentence that you have in your 504, because there are a lot of parents who are frustrated in terms of management because their 504 says things like only, only able to treat and or adjust, you know, for blood sugar changes if blood sugar is here and or like the whole IOB thing. Mm -hmm. If there's no IOB, then you can take care of this 300 level blood sugar. Well, (laughs) you know, to get past that, parents will make the final decision, period. Like bold, highlight and yellow. Yeah. Then, Then what we're doing is we're satisfying the legal requirements of the document, but putting ourselves in a common sense ability to make decisions, yes. right? Because in the end, those, those ranges are set up. So no one gets in trouble. Right. And, do, and you know, some school nurses are like, look, I, I don't want to get in trouble. The, the paper says this, I'm doing this. And they right. might even know it's the wrong thing, but they're not going to go against the document. So suddenly you put yourself in control and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. School's different. I maybe one day I'll have to do a 504 um, episode. And I bet that would go over very well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I remember writing that thing initially, and it's morphed since then and grown and changed, but I don't know. Uh, uh, I remember the day I did it the first time. I was so like, I don't want to do it. It felt like going to school. I was like, I don't want to do yes. this. <laughs> and, no, and there was no help back then either. You would just go online and look for like the ADA had this forever document. You're like, this all <laughs> this is too much, you know? So I read it right. and I highlighted things that I thought might be important. And then every year we'd give and take a little and horse trade and get rid of some stuff and add some stuff. And that was it. But okay. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Awesome. Hope you have a very nice weekend. You too. Thanks. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. My friend Jennifer Smith 
has been living with type 1 diabetes since she was a child. She was diagnosed over 30 years ago. She holds a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin. She is a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitoring systems. She also works at integrateddiabetes.com. Guys, I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you are a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or a U.S. resident, who is the caregiver of a child with type 1 diabetes, please consider going to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and completing their survey. When you do, you'll be adding important information, important information to the lives of people with type 1 diabetes, and you'll be supporting the podcast. It's literally easy to do. There are no big questions. Nothing will be asked that you don't know the answer to. It's completely HIPAA compliant. 100% anonymous, and takes less than 10 minutes. You can do it right there on your phone, your tablet, your computer. It really is easy. I hope you try it. T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.